You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. I'm Celine. <laughs> and today we are doing a guilty pleasure Christmas book tier list. Celine has put this whole list together to show me because she was in Santa Land for a while. I am wow. not in Santa Land. <laughs> no, no. Anna has had like high quality experience. I'm in fantasy land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, really went to the bottom of the barrel for these. And I mean, bottom girls. I will say, okay, so the first half of this episode is 100% clean, 100% great. The end of this episode is so pure. Like, guess what this plot is about? Let yeah. me tell you the title. And like, so I will tell you guys when, if you have um, more innocent ears around you, when to shut off the episode because we're just going to go off the rails. It's an amazing, I went down this crazy wormhole and it's great. You are going to laugh your butt off. If you don't, I, I feel really embarrassed because I spent <laughs> two weeks reading a hot so, minute. So many Christmas books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We thought we would as a Christmas present to you. I am forcing Anna to share the most amazing story. The funniest we- one of the most embarrassing things has ever happened to me. I need you to set the scene. Set it. Uh, I'm like 16, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. My hooligan of an older sister, Laura. Okay, let me really set the scene. So I had this best friend in high school. And I, I don't tell you what her name is. <laughs> but I had this best friend in high school and we did everything together. And she's over at my house. And my older sister, Laura, who like, was a total hooligan, like messed with stuff she shouldn't have been messing with, told us. And she said, I'm going to go to my friend's house and they're having a goodbye party for him because he's moving away. And I don't know how we ended up going with her. I don't know if my dad was like, we'll bring your sister and her friend. I don't know how we got there, but we got there. Well, we get to the party and it's like a, I don't know. You did not live this life slain, but like I see memes about all the time. It's like, did you ever truly go to high school if you didn't go to a party in someone's basement with the lights all off and there's like lights flashing and there's just like everyone's got the red solo cup I just wanted someone to invite me to that just once but I didn't (laughs) they just knew they were like "Ooh, Celine Ooh, that little bean well that's what this party was and so we pull up and I immediately look to my sister and I'm like you like I had my learner's permit I did not have my license I wasn't comfortable driving so I was like you cannot drink like you have to drive us home and she's like I know I know And I turned to my friend and I'm like, okay, like you're going to stick by me the whole night. Right. And she's like, yeah, no, she didn't. We get like, we like walk in and he's like, poof, they're gone. So I'm just walking around talking to people. I kind of know. I remember I walked into the, so in the basement and a lot of houses on the East coast, especially in Virginia and the basement, they will have like an unfinished room where like, it's like the boiler room kind of where people put like their laundries and stuff. I opened that door and there was just a dude who had like vomited all over himself, like passed out. And they like just dragged him into that room to get him out of the way. So that that sets the scene a little bit. I finally, I finally find my sister and my friend. I go upstairs 
And not only are they taking shots on the table, they're taking double shots on the table. Like the shot glasses were like super high to be like a double shot. I walk (laughs) up and my friend had just like shot one of them. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, you cannot drink. And she's like, don't worry, I'm fine, I'm fine. Three more double shots later. My (laughs) sister is totally not in the mindset to be driving. This is just goes to show how janky we were as kids. She was like, I drive better when I'm when I'm like a little tipsy. And I drive better when I'm a little tipsy. My sister is not like this anymore, but (laughs) and me, I just had my learner's permit. What was I supposed to do? Take control and make her like let me drive her car? I should have. I didn't. She drove us home. She drove us home and she, the way we had so many cars in my family that she had to park on the street in front of the mailbox. And so she like pulls up to the curb to park in front of the mailbox, completely sideswipes the mailbox. Like it leaves a black scratch dent all along her white Toyota. And of course my dad's on the porch waiting for us to get home. It's like midnight at this point. He doesn't see that she was driving. So she's like, please, like, dad's going to take my car away. Just tell him that you were driving. He'll be so much more forgiving. So we go inside and I tell my dad, I was like, it was me. I was the one driving. I just got super nervous. I'm so sorry. So we kind of got away with that. But we're sitting at at our kitchen table. I mean, and he is lecturing us. He is like, you are home late. Who was there? So it's me. I didn't ever mention this before. It's my sister, Laura, her friend. That's like her age. Who I don't even know who this girl is. Me and my friend, who's my age. So we're all sitting at our kitchen table at like 1230 at night. My dad is lecturing us about responsibilities. And, you know, this is so wrong. We should be home. And he can smell the alcohol in us. And me and Laura are kind of running the show being like, no, no, like we promise, like maybe they were drinking, but we didn't do anything. We promise. And I mean, like 30 minutes of him lecturing us and questioning us. And finally, finally, he is like, all right, all right, you know what? Let's just all go to bed and just forget this. Let's just go to bed and all will be forgiven. I hear, so she's sitting to the right of me. I hear like the, and I look over. I'm my friend and she proceeds to vomit all over our kitchen table, right? Like my dad was standing up, getting ready to leave the room. He stops and he goes, I knew it. I knew you were drinking. And she is allergic to peanuts. And so she's like, no, no, I had five guys earlier. I had five guys earlier. And he's like, no, what do you think I am? An idiot? No, I know exactly what this is. And the worst punishment of all, I didn't even drink that night. He was like, Anna, clean this up. And you're going to watch your friend tonight. You're, you're in charge of your friend. I had to clean the her gross vomit off of our kitchen table, like guide her to our couch. She proceeds to, proceeds to throw up on our couch all night long. Oof, that was like rough. I did not talk to her for a long time after that. And like the icing on the cake is I went finally like morning comes. I go upstairs. My sister, Laura is passed out on top of her bed with like not under the cover. She got her Ugg boots are still on her like arms. She looked like sleeping beauty, fully clothed arms just crossed over her chest. I like go in and she opens her eyes and she's like, Oh, I feel great. What happened last night, by the way? Yeah. That is a little glimpse into our hooligan life when we were, when I was younger. Oh, that's old.
I remember I was at Maria's, uh, Anna's sister Maria's wedding um, when I was photographing it and we were at the rehearsal dinner or yeah, I think that was the rehearsal dinner. And I just remember them telling me the story and I was like, are you kidding me? This is the funniest thing. And it took me yep. six months to get Anna to tell you guys. <laughs> I was like, my only Christmas present is that you tell me, <laughs> tell them the story. It is the funniest thing. Oh, I love yeah. it. Burden. It was a burden to bear that like, I love this girl still, but we were never like that close after this night how could we have been how could she do me dirty like that how did she get this uncontrollable body thing that she had no control over uh completely her fault five double shots or however many she took i was like wild wild so don't don't drink and drive guys don't drink and drive we are yeah if it makes you guys feel better my sister, Laura, had to go to rehab when she got a little bit older. So she's cool now, but. Clean, <laughs> 100%. She's good now. Yep. And it wasn't because of the alcohol. Like, I know people are saying, like, you sent your, re- your sister to rehab for alcohol. Nah, she had, like, hardcore drugs. But she's oh cool <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We're very open about it. We're very open about it. <laughs> right. Rehab is amazing. <laughs> Laura is one of the smartest, coolest people I know. So it all works out. She is. And now she works with um, kids. She works in a house that Aww. girls go to for rehab. It's like a full circle moment full because of her experience, she can help those yeah. with it. Yeah. Silver lining. <laughs> um, if you're new here, you all know that Anna and I have a treasure trove of incredibly wonderful and embarrassing experiences that we share we do. We do. on all of our episodes. So if you it's want great. to hear some of our worst moments, you just have to binge our podcast. So yep. <clears throat> it's Christmas time. First off, I just want to say I'm setting myself up for success here. Yeah, you are. Because any book I read after this will be so amazing. I think that's why I'm ready to read these Hall of House. Because <laughs> honestly, like, <laughs> I'm like, this book is so high quality, Anna. Right, I love compared it. to what you've been reading. Um, I'm going to tell you guys, for those of you who some we've been getting some requests for like different things. And one of the things is that we list off beforehand the books that we are recommending. So I'm going to recommend the ones that I actually enjoyed and then the rest is just a bunch of crap so i loved a cross-country christmas a christmas spark i'm reading a yorkshire carol right now um and then i really 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 want to finish miss the mischief of the mistletoe Mm. um but there i have seven pages of content i know i'm like scrolling through some of these like okay so um this is something new that i discovered this year basically I am finally understanding seasonal book releases. Like there's a a whole Halloween section dedicated. Mm -hmm. And then there's a, like basically any Hallmark plot gets turned into a book and it's absolutely amazing. And I was like, I had one of my burnout days and Tanner like took care of Adelaide and I read two of these books and I was like, this is amazing. And I've been trying to chase that high ever since. (laughs) They have everything. They have everything. And I want to read them. Like I want to read Christmas books. I think they're so fun. I. I set myself up for failure in this aspect that I just dove really deep into fantasy and I feel like I can't get out of it. You need it. And I, I love fantasy. Eight books of fantasy. You so did. I'm right behind you. I just am. You're about to have a good time. I'm about to have a good time. I just had to get myself. I, this is a really weird palette cleanser, but we're here now. So we're here. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. This is my gift to you. Okay. So I'm <laughs> going to start off with, these are the categories. I have contemporary, historical, smutty what the heck is this even 
<laughs> um, guess the plot based off of the cover, and then an entire section dedicated to sex with Santa, Santa King. So that's why I was like, there's going to be an entire part where you just, you just, there. but we'll start with contemporary because that's mostly what I read. So um, why don't you read The Wishmaker? It's a basically Christmas billionaire one. And I'm going to tell you why I couldn't okay. finish it. <laughs> okay, let me find it. Right under contemporary. Uh, this is basically my title. Oh, here we go. Yeah, The Christmas Billionaire. Sorry, if I used my eyes. Okay. <laughs> At Christmas, sometimes even impossible wishes come true. One word changes Wes Lockhart's life forever cancer fighting for his life completely flipped his priorities making him realize he wanted no needed to use his billions to help others find the kind of second chance he'd been given the first person he intends to help the beautiful kind and dedicated oncologist who got him through his treatments and ushered him into remission and what better time than holidays to become her not so secret santa for page regis has oh dr page regis has spent her entire career helping others often at the expense of her personal life She'd love to start a family of her own, but with her current patience and her plans to open a brand new cancer center, it seems like an impossible dream. It's not until she reconnects until it's not until she reconnects with the charming Wes that she realizes he might just be the man who makes all her Christmas wishes come true. Can Wes and Paige open their hearts to the magic of the season and each other to get a shot at their very own Christmas miracle? Or will past hurts and doubts end their happily ever after before it even begins? Okay, adorable. Okay. So I'll tell you why I couldn't do this book completely, but I will tell you if you are into, if that interests you, the writing is actually incredibly good. Mm-hmm. So, like it's a well-written book. And I, I want to know why he's a billionaire. I bet you it was like some tech. He's like the owner of some tech industry. Let me tell you, girl, this is a series of billionaire bros that have this like <laughs> bet to like on who can, um, who's the last person to get married ends up getting uh they get all this money um that they all put in together so like there's the deal breaker and that's like about a naughty boy like playboy who becomes whatever okay. you know, all that stuff. but the wish maker um based i mean i mean these these covers are are quality cool yeah <laughs> um actually in comparison to a lot of the covers i've seen these are actually pretty decently quality but um <laughs> yeah so they all have money and stuff like that I will say this. I, is this bad? This is bad. I just have had a lot of like people with health issues. So it was actually really hard to read this because it's like a lot of, like he visits a cancer home. There's a lot of centered plot on cancer and children with cancer and people with cancer. Yeah. So, I mean, it's because it's like Christmas and he's trying to be like a secret Santa to all these people. So if that doesn't bother you, go, go off, read it. Yeah. But I will say this was like probably like a high quality read. I just had to stop because I was just like, I just needed pure escapism and like mm-hmm. it wasn't giving me the escapism that I needed. But like, I need to find another Christmas billionaire book. Like I really do. Yeah. So, Christmas billionaire. Like give me money. Love. I'm kind of into that. Like, oh no, a billionaire is in love with Aww. me. What do I do? It's like, the, I need a sugar daddy. It's like, <laughs> My dad used to joke when you we were younger. He was like, remember, marry for money, not love. Love will come. Money will not always. And I was like, dad. He's like, I'm joking, mostly. But like, yeah, really. We married for love. <laughs> we married for love. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you know what? They're working their butts off for that money. So they are. Hey. 
We have a podcast now. So what are you going to do? We have a podcast now. So money's not an issue. I loved, it's called a cross country Christmas. So this is the road trip trope, but with Christmas and it's amazing. Okay. Okay. This one actually sounds really good. Lauren Richmond isn't a fan of Christmas, which is why she rarely makes a trip home to the Midwest for the holidays. After all, she has plenty to keep her busy, namely her duties as a set decorator on a TV sitcom. But this December, Lauren's brother and his wife are expecting a baby. So her brother arranges a ride home for her with his good friend, Will. Unfortunately for Lauren, she's been trying to forget college baseball coach and childhood crush Will Sinclair for more than 10 years. Now, thanks to her fear of flying, she's stuck in a car with him from California to Illinois. She's circumspect and organized. He's flirty and spontaneous. She's convinced that people don't change. He's trying to prove to her and himself that he has. On this cross-country road trip, they'll both discover that history doesn't exactly repeat itself. But like any good Christmas carol, it does have a second verse. What a cute, cute, like. It's great. And yeah. (laughs) Pitch. There we go. Here's my, here's my thing. So I feel like Lauren is, so it has multiple tropes. So we have childhood friends to lovers mm-hmm. and then we have um, a big protective brother, like couldn't like, so the guy like didn't get with mm-hmm. her like that kind of thing. And then you have like, she's the grump and he's the sunshine. Oh yeah. And he was like a bad boy, but now he's like reformed and stuff like that. And so, okay. Um, Lauren takes forever to be nice to him I will say that's my only like negative thing I have to say yeah. about this, is that like I'm like okay hun, like I get it but, like you like my people pleasing personality I'm like I would have been nice to him like two to three days ago because she's like can we just go already but once she like yeah. realizing who she who he is and like why he's acting this way so basically she's like okay great we can get there in three days and this is the itinerary that I planned out for us yeah before like hello Hallmark Christmas movie and he's like actually I'm doing a road trip and I have specific stops planned and it's gonna be very spontaneous and she's like no and he's like well and so because like she's being like that he's like I'm gonna make your life hard but really what it is he has these like really sweet reasons and Lauren's Mm -hmm. like life at home and like her parents just really suck and so she's never had a good Christmas in fact like some really sad stuff happens that makes it so she doesn't love her birthday she doesn't love Christmas Mm -hmm. and one of the biggest payoffs is meeting his family and being able to see like what a real like life Aww. is oh my read gosh this. Am I gonna read epilogue this is like everything everything like really? I was like one of the covers like ah! like I loved it but they go to this so like basically they end up getting stuck for a couple of days not like because of a snowstorm but because of something that's de- like really important to the plot that I'm not going to reveal but they get stuck in this town um, which is Spanish for mistletoe. And so they, they get stuck in this mm-hmm. mistletoe town. And they that's when they start like warming up together and making all these amazing Christmas memories. And it is so short. It's like 150 pages. You're going to read it in an hour and a half. You're going to love it. Gonna I'm definitely going to read this. Yeah, it is so cute. And the cover's cute. I want to buy a physical copy of this. I loved it. It was great. So that's a cross country mm-hmm. Christmas. Okay. Okay, fun, fun. You're going to love it. Okay, the next one, a Christmas spark. Okay. When my best friend found out I'd been alone over Christmas, she hooked me up with a week's stay in her family's cabin in Idaho. I was on a publishing deadline for my latest book and was really looking forward to a cozy week by the fire, cuddled up in flannel pajamas with my laptop and hot chocolate alone. So imagine my surprise when I arrived at the cabin during a blizzard and found it already occupied by an all too familiar face and a fine pack of chiseled abs. Even abs. Though, <laughs> I know. 
Even though it had been 10 years since I'd last seen Chase, he had no problem picking up exactly where we left off. I had a big problem with it. It didn't matter what he threw at me, the old nickname, the teasing, his charming grin, or even those chiseled abs. Did I already mention those? I refused to let him get the better. I refused to let him get to me after the incident. Nope, not me. I was made of stone. Unfortunately, I'm beginning to understand that when you strike Chase against stone, you get sparks. Lots of them. Oh my gosh. So cheesy. <laughs> with the cross country Christmas one that there is, it's a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be. There is really good um, talks about grace and overcoming forgiveness and family and stuff like that. So I will say like I, a cross country Christmas was very deep. A Christmas spark is exactly what you are expecting for reading this. It is so good. <laughs> Um, here's like the things that I liked that I like you pull from this one, obviously you've got childhood best friends to lovers. And then you also have, um, reverse strip poker. Like, okay. So I'm just going to like give you the plot. So Lauren, so, you know, Mesa falls from Idaho. Like it feels yep. like she went to like a cabin in Ashton. Like that's what it feels really? like. Really? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. But that's what it feels like. And you know how scary yeah. the road is like that. So she gets yeah. all in a snowstorm and she um, ends up having to like walk to the cabin, which isn't too far away, but it's like whatever. And her car gets like covered in snow overnight. Yeah. And the only thing she could bring was like her makeup, like toiletries bag, her laptop. And then I think, oh, and this giant blanket. And then, so that means that she left her cooler full of food and her clothes in this car. And then like, she comes back and I know, you know, this from living in Idaho that like, her car door froze shut. Like she couldn't yep. open it. And like, it was covered in snow and there was no way she could open it. That so they are basically forced in this, like, and they're fine with it. Cause they're like, whatever, like it's fine. But they have no, she doesn't have access to her food and she doesn't have access to her clothes. So she is like having to like, let her borrow his clothes, but he's not allowed to give it to them. So they have to play poker for him. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. And like, he like loves ice fishing. So there's like an entire, like, there's like a lot of, there's some rescuing and like being forced to huddle together for warmth. And, but like, it was so stinking cute. It that was, sounds so, cute. It was super fun. And the physical chemistry between them, like, and both of these books that I've recommended so far, I don't know about the Wishmaker, but I think the Wishmaker's clean too. But both of the books that I've read, they're clean, but they definitely like give you that steam that you're looking for. So it's closed door, but like, I don't even think in either of the books I read was there a sex scene in it, but like the sparks were flying and like you, I like, I was totally like rereading sentences and being like, yeah. oh my gosh, put me in a good mood. Let's oh just, like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's the Christmas mark. I really liked it. And I, yeah, I just will. Those are my two like top. Oh my gosh. So cute. Yeah. Okay. Now we're moving on to the historical recommendation. Mm -hmm. Okay. I will just, yeah, go ahead with Yorkshire. Okay. Um, Yorkshire Carol. When Juliana's ice, when Juliana Isot's grandmother or godmother, oof, oh, yeah, we're switching to like a full Sorry. different. It was actually quite a change when I was reading the books from like going like, and then he was really dreamy and cute to being like, like I've never seen more historical accuracy than in these books. Let me tell you. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let me try again. When Juliana Isot's godmother invites her to spend the month of Christmas at a house party in Yorkshire, Juliana feels compelled by affection to accept. Never mind that she escaped Yorkshire at first chance to secure a more glittering match in London and that the only matrimonial prospect back home is her childhood playmate, Willem. Will, Willem. Willem Armitage. 
these names is a born and bred Yorkshire man. And as far as he's concerned, Juliana belongs here too, here at his side. However, this one time he dared to convince her of this, she speedily gave him the right about, making him question whether she truly is the right choice for him. After all, if she cannot see how well they suit, will why should he force her hand? A Christmas house party with pudding, games, charades, riding, and carols turns out to be just the thing to remind Juliana of how much she loves Yorkshire. But when her nostalgia slips into love, will she be able to admit that Willem knows the longings of her heart better than she knows her own? It this is- feels very historical. <laughs> Yeah, this is Edenbrook and like Blackmore. Like this is Juliana Davidson. No, wow, that's not even her name. I don't even know. This is the Blackmore Edenbrook. Like this is that exact like pine. Like like, will they? Won't they? But like they, like you know, you know. Mm -hmm. This is why I love this book. Is because I love the book Emma, and I love like the parties, like the holiday parties that they Mm do. Do you know like anything about like the historical? Yeah. Just like in Victoria time periods, you would go to someone's house for like 12 days or more. And yeah. basically you would have like charades and parties and figgy pudding. Like it was so fun. And so you get all of that riding and carols. Yeah. It is a Victorian Christmas. Oh, that's fun. And it's got this really cute love story. And I just like loved it. So I will say um, for the, Jan- the Jane and the 12 Days of Christmas, which is the next book, I did not finish it because I realized that this is not a romance book. It is not. So I will just quickly summarize it. Yeah. So basically, um, this is the 12th book in a series. It's a Jane Austen mysteries like Jane. So the author thought to herself and she was like, Hey, if this person who writes people so well, she probably can analyze people so well. So Jane Austen is going to solve mysteries, but Jane Austen, this is written like three years before Jane Austen would die theoretically. So like she's in her thirties. And um, so like, she's not looking for love. There is like some flirtations, but she goes to this, it's a delightful murder mystery set in over the 12 days of a Regency era Christmas party. So it's the same thing where it's like a Christmas house party. Everyone's together, but she's trying to figure out who did it. So it's actually like really fun. So if that's a vibe. I'm like, add romance into that and it would be like perfect. I know, but it's not there. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Um, I just also want to say that this, a lot of these came from the website, austinpros.com. That's where I found like the most conclusive Mm -hmm. Okay, this is the one that I have not, I'm in the middle of listening to the audiobook. The audiobook's great. It's called The Mischief of the Mistletoe. Mm -hmm. And um, it is, once again, so basically what I've realized is like some of these books are like little novellas that can stand alone, but they take place in like bigger. Same world. Yeah. So I'll just like read the the back, or actually, do you want to read the back? Drop of yeah, them. I can read the back. background back summary. The mistress of mistletoe. Despite her dear friend Jane Austen's warning against teaching, Arabella Dempsey accepts a position at a girls' school in Bath just before Christmas. She hardly imagines coming face to face with French aristocrats and international spies. Reginald Turnup Fitzhugh, often mistakes, often mistaken for the elusive spy known as the Pink Carnation has blundered into danger before. When Turnip and Arabella find their Christmas pudding yielding a cryptic message, they are launched on a yuletide adventure. Will they find poinsettias or peril? (laughs) 
it's like kind of adorable and so cool but what it what it like is basically said is i'll just like read this person's thing and this is why i'm like i haven't finished it yet but because this is a wonderful book to read for christmas it has so many things that i love and this is by charla wilson the plum pudding mystery of the year it has romance, mystery, intrigue, suspense, and humor, and it is all wrapped around a Christmas pudding. Yes, I said a Christmas pudding. It's a wonderful mystery that is written in the style of Jane Austen, and the mystery begins with a message found in a Christmas pudding. Um, the book does not have to be read in any particular order, like me, like you don't have to read it. My favorite character is Turnip. He is handsome, smart, athletic, and it seems like a perfect hero. Um, but basically what everyone said is that they couldn't stop laughing while they were reading it. Really? Spoony and hilarious. It goes, someone else, P. Beckwith says, um, this is delightful. And despite the fun, it completely touches my heart. I find myself laughing, swooning, and shedding tears throughout. This glorious story turns out to be what the world needed and includes Christmas pudding and a projectile weapon, spies, and Jane Austen as a secondary character. Aww. So I just thought it was like good. And like also, like I struggle with audiobooks, and um, the author who does it is really, really good. So that's mm-hmm. like my contribution to this. So nice. I'm on like, I literally checked it out last night. So I only have two more in this category. So just I like, know. don't worry, guys. After these two, then we're going to go to the smut. So like, just hold on. <laughs> it's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. This one's called Holiday by Gaslight. <laughs> go ahead and read it, Anna. Okay. This courtship of convenience novella features many of the great holiday traditions that we enjoy today from the Victorian era. So bring on the Christmas trees and caroling. You will find all of that and more in the beautifully written story loosely inspired by Elizabeth Gaskell's North and South. There is a heroine who must marry to save her family's failing fortunes and a darkly handsome, serious and stoic hero who might be her last chance at love. Okay, cute. It's super cute. Okay, so first off, you just need to know that. Have you ever heard of North and South? Yeah. It is amazing it is the pining the enemy silvers the like dark and the like they just mm, it is so good and so anything like if you dare to compare to north and south like you know it's gonna be good yeah but um I just think it's really really cute I was gonna say the reason I actually am in the middle of reading it and it's the cover the cover is gorgeous absolutely gorgeous um and also like I think I'm gonna read the uh which by the way, all of these are basically, most of these are, are available on, um, Kindle Unlimited. Like I think almost all of them, but this is what I love is that like he, she thinks that he's not into her and he's, she's like, okay, well you've been courting me for two months. So I'm going to call it mm-hmm. quits. And then he's like, and it's because he just doesn't want to like force himself on her. And so there's like all this pining and they don't think that they like each other. And then they like at Christmas time, they finally like come together and it's so cute. And there's mistletoe. Oh, so adorable. Um, I'll just give a quick summary of Carol's and chaos. So if you like Downton Abbey, you will love this one. It's also like a mystery. So I'll just actually, why don't you read the summary and then I can kind of go through it. It's okay. In this Regency Christmas adventure, a maid and a valley. In this Regency Christmas adventure, a maid and a valet at the country estate of Shuckleford Park are drawn to each other during the hectic holiday season when a devious counterfeiting scheme arrives in the household during the Christmas festivities, unwittingly ensnaring them in the intrigue. If you like fast-paced young adult historical mysteries laced with romance, I highly recommend any of Cindy Ansley's novels, and especially this one during the holiday season. I think that's basically all I needed to say. I was like, oh, I'll just summarize it. That's basically it. it. It's 
super cute and like you just get to like have the setting of like Downton Abbey Aww. and it's Christmas and you get to like have them conspire with each other and they're younger. Uh, I love that. Okay, so we're gonna descend lower and lower to hell. So if you prepare <laughs> yourself, step out whenever, or stay along for the wild ride, we'll keep it PG thirteen. But mm-hmm. um, we're gonna start with a book. There's three, but I won't summarize all of them. There's licking her Christmas cookies, <laughs> <laughs> eating her Christmas cookies, and tasting her Christmas cookies. What? What is this about? What do you think this book is about? <laughs> I can only guess. I really have to use my imagination for this one. Uh, yeah, the title so- doesn't really give anything away. Mother <laughs> knew what she was doing. That's all I have to say. Knew what she was doing. <laughs> Why don't you, do you want to read the eating her Christmas cookies plot? Okay. <laughs> Jack, in my perfect world, it would always be winter and never Christmas. I despise the holiday. I hate carols, shopping, and pretending to be a perfect family. I walked away from my family, or rather, they walked away from me. My heart is like ice. See, you're creeping up the walls. Oh, wait, no, that's royal icing. I never should have allowed the great Christmas bake-off to film in my tower, and I never, ever should have agreed to be a judge. (laughs) Chloe, I love Christmas. I love sparkly winter decorations, heartwarming holiday movies, and themed coffee. (laughs) Most of all, I love Christmas baking. Even though his company is sponsoring the bake-off show, billionaire Jack Frost claims he hates sweets. But after he tastes my goods, I know he'll come begging for more. (laughs) And wouldn't you know it, that night Jack Frost asked me to come up to his penthouse and give him a special taste of my Christmas cookies. Against my better judgment, I went. I baked him my signature gingerbread cookies, and of course he ate them up. (laughs) It should have been a Christmas miracle, but Jack Frost couldn't have come into my life at a worse time. Not only am I broke, but this was my first Christmas after my Oma died. Someone is trying to sabotage me in the great Christmas bake-off. I'm being stalked by a mall Santa. Sleeping with one of the judges is a disaster waiting to happen. I need a Jack and his washboard abs about as much as I needed that third sticky bun. But when he says in his deep, sexy voice, can you make me some more cookies? Well, sticky cane again and me, I'm done. (laughs) Eating your Christmas cookies is a standalone holiday novel. This 90,000 word steamy romance novel has no cliffhangers, but does have a very happily ever after. (laughs) isn't even the worst book I'm going to talk about today. I just want you all to know. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. (laughs) What do you think this book is about now? I literally, nothing can be left to the imagination. I know exactly what the plot of this book is. Exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. This woman has written three, and I think almost four books of this. (laughs) It's another billionaire. It's another billionaire thing. It's the four billionaire brothers. That's what it yeah. is. And they all just are really into like cookie And Christmas, babies. I guess, is going to save them. Stick a pet. For- <laughs> Stick a candy cane in me. I'm done. That's it. That's our new line. That's our new line. Yeah, that's our new line. Stick a candy cane in me. I'm done. So funny. Okay, so I'm just going to read some of these reviews. Um, first off, it is full. It's explicit. Just so you all know, yeah. the, fir- the whole you story at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. The whole story is very sweet and ridiculously funny. So many parts I had to stop reading and tell others because the scene was just hilarious. I felt like I was watching a holiday baking show and the perfect detail to all the baking and cooking items that were made is just realistic and just icing on the cake. And the fact that the author also included the recipe to the infamous Austrian wedding cake, or sorry, cookies, put this story over the top. So many little touches that will make a difference when you're that when you're creating the story in your imagination. And then that was by 
Moata Book Dragon. And then this is D Loves to Read. Um, the letter D loves letter number two, three. I got it. This is my favorite type of romance novel. Sexy and funny. I love the character development. Miss Jacobs writing facilitated our getting to know each other. This is my first book. From the conclusion, I realized that I missed the whole book stories. I can't wait to read them. And hopefully there are Svensson books coming. I'm sure there are plenty of books to be written with that family. So, so funny. I love that his name is Jack Frost. I'm like, you could not have got like, not an original thought went into this. On the nose. On the nose. Right on the nose. nose. (laughs) Yeah. So far on the nose that I'm like, are you suffocating? The paperback version includes the full short story, Eating Her Baked Goods. <laughs> Do you? Yes. I mean, like, I could go off with the rest of the things, but I just figured that was enough of the sample of the Frost Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we have a good picture. We have a good picture. I think that's what it is. Okay. So now we're playing a game called Guess the Plot. Okay. This one is a shifter book. It's called A Dragon for Christmas. I was going to guess that. <laughs> What is um what is a shifter book? Uh okay, a shifter book is like werewolves, but with any animal, right? I think so. Yeah. I haven't yet delved into that category. Um, let me just explain. Lisa Daniels has written multiple shifter books. So if you don't want a dragon for Christmas, I know you guys, when she says multiple, she means like not not like a couple, like dozens and dozens of shifter books. You wanna read the the list of they all are I just, uh yeah just visualizes me it is there's a shirtless man wearing in every single book there on the cover there is a shirtless yep. man and in a santa hat ripped and then they have placed an animal in front of where his package would be yeah basically and then a insert thing for christmas so yep Oh, wait, no, there is a bear for Thanksgiving. If you want a bear, there's also okay. a bear for Christmas. I mean, you just do whatever you need. She, okay, Lisa Daniels has written any shifter book you can think of. Like there is Bear Bosses of Salmon, Dragons of Talera, White Tigers of Brigantia, uh, Jaguars, Deep River Shifters, Panthers, Six Isles, Witches and Dragons, Steam Dragons, Night Wolves, Bears, date monsters for bad boys, Cupid shifters. It's there's, there's no the royal end. wolf steak marriage. You can't forget that one. That one's uh, yeah. That one has fifty eight. It has four stars. So I'm just saying. Hey, people so, like what they like. So back to a dragon for Christmas. Yes. What is it about? <laughs> what do you think? My only guess is that I had I. Okay, it's Christmas time, obviously, and he can turn into a dragon. And there is this girl. And you know, I bet she's going to be human. There's this human girl who's like clumsy and has brown mousy hair who somehow captures his heart. I don't know. (laughs) And saves Christmas. I just feel like I didn't even think of the plot. I was just like, how are they going to do it? I just (laughs) want to know. How do you do it with a dragon? I just want to know. How? How? We may not be ready for the answer. (laughs) Hey, do you want to read the uh the, the summary for a dragon for christmas yeah yeah okay 
I never thought it would happen. He promoted me at last. Oh, my boss, to put it lightly, is one of those bad boy dragon shifters who took over the restaurant I work at. So she just knows, I guess. His like, clan father beforehand. What did you say? This is normal. There's just, this is the world that there's. That's just, the world they live in, I guess. Not just dragon shifters. There's the bad boy dragon shifters. I mean, there's the good boy dragon shifters. I haven't met those, but there's like a whole. <laughs> His clan father beforehand almost wrecked the business and he's trying to keep it afloat. It's not working and he's becoming desperate, desperate enough to finally listen to me and take my ideas. I'll get this place ship shaped for Christmas, fill it with holiday cheer. I'll pr- prove to him I'm worth the effort. In the meantime, it's difficult not to grow more and more attracted to him. Does he pass the alpha male facade for who he really is? Blech. Maybe it's his magic that draws me in. Maybe it's density, destiny to fall in love with him. Author's note, this is a steamy standalone romance with an H-E-A. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Happily ever after. Oh, cute. I Googled that like probably a week ago because all of the books say <laughs> guaranteed H-E-A. <laughs> I have to read you a bear for Christmas. I just like, I was like, Please. what is this? Do it's it. Four and a half stars, 151 ratings. And the reason why is because those people know what they're getting themselves into and so they get what yeah. they want. Okay, I've never been a fan of Christmas, at least until I met David. Aside from some alpha bear issues he has with an opposing family that insists on sabotaging his business, he's a good, dependable guy. So he's a good bear. He's not one of those bad bears. Okay, a good guy, a good bear. A good bear shifter. Someone I could easily see myself falling in love with. He's charming, kind, and strong. And he's also a little obsessed with the festive side of Christmas, something I am not. I was planning to spend my Christmas alone this year. I didn't want to see my family and be reminded of why I never fit in. Oh my God. But I'd just be fine by myself. Having David around though is turning all my ideas upside down. I want to be closer to him, get to know him more, and support him against the rival bear family that seeks to drag him down. Maybe Christmas can be fun after all. I want to read a sample of this and be like, what? How it like? What is the normalcy around these bears? Because it is so normal. Like I thought it would be more talking about like everywhere. They're everywhere. What is alpha? What does the word alpha mean? Like in uh, definitely like overbearing, protective. I don't know. Like you know what like an alpha means, right? Yeah, I just think it's interesting that she's using it. But yeah, I'm very interested to. I'm gonna like. I'm not gonna lie. I might. I might like like see how far without, into it you can get <laughs> without like having my eyes a little yeah yeah I mean I don't want to I don't want to see it but I also really want to know what a what a shifter is so curiosity will kill this cat it will that's for sure <laughs> okay <laughs> next book is called always kiss your fake amnesia fiance Christmas fiance wild what a long I'm title. To copy and paste the uh, plot because I didn't have it in here. And I want you to <laughs> guess what the plot is about. Okay. Um, for some <laughs> reason, this girl is faking amnesia or whoever. For some reason, somebody is faking having amnesia. And maybe they're also faking being someone's fiance. I'll read the title again. Always kiss your fake amnesia Christmas fiance. I don't know, but I just want to say... She really knew her tropes when she typed in those. Oh, keys. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if this girl's like, "Be my fiance," and they're like, "It's gonna be not believable because I haven't heard anything about me." But then he's gonna also fake having amnesia. Well, why don't you read the, the back of the book? Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> a man left at the altar ten years ago. A burning car on the side of the road. Will the woman he's always loved still love him even when she remembers? 
Bear Snow Country Singer hasn't. Wow, that's the name. Bear Snow Country Singer no, no, hasn't. It's, it's Bear Shift. No, it's not Bear Shift. <laughs> we can't escape it. But, but what is he? What is his job? What's his job? Bear Snow Country Singer hasn't been back to Snow Valley in 10 years. Why would he go back when the woman he loved left him standing in the altar like some idiot? Why would he go back and face the whole town after he messed his life up for so long? Except that's a dot. His grandfather tells him he wants him home for Christmas. Fine. Psst. He'll come then. Jade Jones only wanted a quiet Christmas with her parents, a break from her chaotic life in New York City. Plus, she needs time to plan her wedding. Oh, my gosh. Even if her fiance won't be spending Christmas with her because he's on the semi-pro golf tour in Europe. She's not upset by that fact. She's not. When she sees the semi-truck barreling straight at her, she wonders why the man who pops into her mind is the man she's been running from for 10 years. Snow Valley Christmas romance. Okay, wait. Does she get hit by a truck? And, and, amnesia, and she thinks that she's engaged again to bear snow yes wow wild i have no idea i am going to read the plot summaries i love this book bear saves the life of his former fiance as she struggles to remember the last 10 years of her life bear is right there along with her though he hasn't had the most pleasant thoughts of jade the last decade bear will do anything for her and is the man she remembers him to be so yeah it's about miracles and second chances Aww. at Christmas. This sounds and... like that one movie that came out about the country singer who left her at the altar. There's a thousand. There is legitimately a yeah, thousand. Yeah. That is like, it's always the country singer who like went. Oh, it is. Just, yeah, I think I had to do country singers dirty like that. Yeah. Why not a, me- a metal band singer? Okay. He is feeling yeah. too. Have you heard him scream? Exactly. And he's not burying them deep. He's letting them out. He's letting them out. Maybe they processing better. Maybe that's why it's only the country singers. <laughs> um, yeah, the plot centers around Jade waking up from an accident and thinking that's her wedding day. Her parents call Bear to pretend until she's better. Oh, that's cute. But also, like, that's how do they get out crappy. of that situation? That's crappy to be like, hey, this girl left you at the altar 10 years ago, but she has amnesia and thinks that you guys are still engaged. Will you come pretend to be her fiance? I'd be like, I- no. Everyone said it's really good. I'm like reading all these reviews. They're like positive. So we'll find out. Anyways, the cover is horrible. It is horrible. I just need you all to know that the cover sucks. Wait, now I have to look it up. It is. Always kiss your fake amnesia. It is literally, um, I'll just describe it. It's two people kissing or like about to kiss like Nicholas Sparks thing. And then there's like someone copy and pasted some holly on the top. And then they, the BAM Canada, every Canadian is going to hate it's you. Not great. Yeah. They like photoshopped it so it has this bluish purplish thing. And then the author's name is in red font. And as a person, can't even read it. But I'm like, you poor Taylor Hart. So yeah, not anyway. great. This does have four and a half stars on Goodreads, though. So you 4. are right. 4.45. So yep. Yeah. I mean, Almost every single one is five stars. But you know what? Picking a book like this up, you know what you're getting. You're reading this book because you want what this book has to offer. I really mean it. Goodreads. And I realize now the impact that has on authors where it's like, if I didn't like it, I'm like, eh, one. If I didn't like it, ah, three. And I'm like, oh, I probably should take this more seriously. I just want you all to know before we enter into the Santa kink that I looked so hard for Christmas in Ireland. I wanted a modern contemporary Christmas in Ireland book. Oh, not find it. And I'm really sad about it because I would have read the crap out of that. But I like, you could look up Christmas wizard book and you would get it. You can like Christmas, but you just it's look got up to it. exist. It's got to exist. Yeah. I mean, something that's good. I did like, I looked at a couple and it was, like, and it was all like smutty filled. 
Okay, so um, we're gonna just stump on into it. I'm just letting you all know, like, this is where it gets even more wild. So this one's called the Naughty List. What do you think? There's a picture of Santa beard and like his red thing like like it I'm is sure he has abs and he's completely ripped if it shows that actually like i feel like you could get away with reading it on a bus really yeah i will like try to see if i can copy and paste a picture of it it is basically it's literally just a man it's like actually like very modern like she did good with the uh i'm gonna forward you i'm gonna copy and paste the link and you're gonna have to see it because i'm just gonna look it up the no i got it it's i've already pasted into the google document oh you're right but I did, I did. Is it by Ellie May yeah. McGregor? Yeah. yeah, it's like a nice cover. Yeah. But you just can't read the fine print because what is, just read to me what it says. On- yeah, um, so let me put parentheses. Santa comes more than once this Christmas. You nasty. Read it again. It's slower. Anna. <laughs> Dare you taint Santa like this? <laughs> this book is called The Naughty List and it says Santa comes more than one this Christmas. I can't even that get through. Okay, this is the most wild thing I've ever read in my life. While delivering presents on Christmas Eve, Santa gets a gift of his own. Kate isn't sure if Nikolai is the real deal, but this silver fox with big hands and thick thighs might just make her believe in Christmas miracles. See if Kate has been naughty or nice in this light, fun, and steamy holiday romance. You have to read the covers. You have to read the covers. You Someone wrote. You have to understand. There, someone wrote a song. They like quoted a song. Is it in? Oh my gosh. <gasps> oh my gosh. Matilda, you have to read it. Just I don't even know if it can. You couldn't make Saint Nick hot. I'll slide oh. down your chimney and bring you lots of joy. What I got for you, mama. This ain't just a toy. You can play with me, baby. I'll be your Santa too. Cause when the Yule time's over, I showed you what to do. I'll be your Santa. <laughs> Oh the song God. is oddly fitting. Oh my gosh. But this needed more smut. They gave it a low rating because it needed more smut. What was the point of having Santa get he's, all kinky just to have tatted. it? He's tatted. Oh my gosh. I Did cannot. I ruin Christmas by effing Santa? I was so blank. I wasn't even thinking. Oh my gosh. I was just leaving gifts under your tree and I saw you. I should have just left, but you look so beautiful. I couldn't help myself. What was happening? What was happening? What was happening? There was a man in her house, a very hot man. He thought he was Santa. Santa wasn't real. Kate was still very in the mood. Mm-hmm. Fake Santa didn't seem particularly dangerous. So yeah. A random person enters her house and she's like, yeah, I'll have sex with you. Let's go. Nikolai, the next Santa in line is lonely and horny and to his surprises finds Kate asleep in the living room. He's just supposed to drop the present off. But of course we have ourselves a Santa erotica. I can't believe I typed that. Yes, it's silly, but it's cute and full of sex. It's like 60 pages long. It was an easy read and it was full of hot tattooed Santa with a beard. I mean, it could be worse. How could somebody rate it for not having enough smut? I'm like shocked you right now. You have to read this line. I like this take on Santa. Being that there's different generations and the reins get passed down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh wait, wait, wait. I'm all for tattooed muscled silver fox Santa. He can come down my chimney anytime. <laughs> wow. Wow. Who's not down for some slaves? <laughs> on that note. On that no, note. No, I have worse. This is just getting worse. Okay. You want to read the next title? Okay. What's the next title? Okay. Santa Claus is going to town on me. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Okay, let me read the let me read the the thing. 
I've always hated Christmas, obviously, but this year will be different because this year Santa Claus is jingling me all the way. When Holly wakes up on Christmas Eve to find an intruder in her home, she does what anyone else would, grabs her replica medieval broadsword and sneaks downstairs to deal with him. Wow, what a pick me girl. But he isn't a burglar. He wears a big red coat, big brown boots, and his big round belly shakes like a bowl full of jelly. He's Santa Claus. He's thick and he's hot. What begins as a simple misunderstanding develops into passion. A Holly into a passion Holly never knew she needed with the man who knows her every want and desire. But Holly has a secret one she can't ever let Claus discover the true reason she hates Christmas. I don't think anyone cares why she hates Christmas. If no, you're reading a don't. book like that, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Oh my gosh, my Goodreads searches are going to be effed up after this. Okay, so basically they are both in their 40s, I think, or at least she's in her 40s. So this is an older one. Um, but what you basically just need to know is that she is divorced and her recently ex-husband, she, he takes her kid, her two kids on a cruise. So she's alone on Christmas and she's super depressed. And then ho, ho, ho. Yep. I did you see that? The ho, 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 ho. (laughs) Call me a ho, ho, ho. But wow, this was actually really good. Somebody else said, what in the name of Santa? So it's great. Um, plus sized, positive. Love that. So yeah, it's great. Uh, I will say the one that I didn't share and I don't even remember the thing is, is there is a, there was a ex-boyfriend's dad snowed in to a, like, like a girl that gets with her ex-husband or her ex-boyfriend's dad Christmas one. And it was weird. Okay. I didn't even, I mean, obviously I haven't read any of these, but I was just like, yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was cheesy. That's what everyone says. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to end on a really weird note. I'm so sorry. We are recording this on the Lord's Day. I'm so sorry, Anna. You didn't have to out yourself like that. I wasn't going to out you. Okay. This one's We Three Kings. And it says, Hark the Herald Angels Moan. And if that is not. Wow. What does this cover look like? Just tell me. I cannot click on the link. So let me pull it up really quick. (laughs) We Three Kings. Uh, Oh, gosh. It's all one thing. Okay. It's all, it's three guys, varying ages, um, in Santa hats, very buff. One have a, has a white beater on, but the other two, oh wait, one doesn't have anything on. And the other in front has a Santa robe that is like hanging open and he's like laying on his elbow. I, mean, I cannot even make you read the description of this book. I can't. So I will just read the clean version. Oh my gosh. I'm reading oh it right now. God. I'm reading it. Wait, are you going to read it out loud? Or are you gonna- <laughs> no, I'm just reading it right now. Is this like what I think it is? This is, I think, reverse harem. Is that what it's called? Three boys plus one girl get to play and have yep. fun. Yeah. She gets. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait. <laughs> I, have to read- I just have to read this. Oh, are you going to read that too? I was literally <laughs> going to read that. Little does she know that this year, this very special Christmas, she's going to get three huge packages of joy all for herself. Uh, eh, I'm deceased. I'm deceased. <laughs> what do the reviews say? Okay, what do the I feel like people, okay, the top, the highest rated one is two stars. And it says, um, what exactly did I just read? Because a lot of that was a jumbled mess of sex and a foggy plot and setting with strange characters that weren't introduced all what the heck. All that well. Also, let me just say that the guy on the upper right hand of the cover has the dumbest expression on his face, and it honestly ruins the whole thing. The plot was strange, though simple enough. 
The setting was confusing and hard to follow our picture. The characters were all one-dimensional. Honestly, honey, you're giving us what a pretty in-depth review for? for like, what are you oh, coming for like, here for? How long are you supposed to? Okay, it says the lovely Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Her name is Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Yeah. Okay. If it's the same Tinka brings her happiness, and that's what they'll do. But first, these three alpha men, they're always alphas, must learn to play nice all together or risk losing Tinka forever. Um, here's what I have to say about it. I just think that, oh, and Tinka wants to give all the children in the orphanage the best Christmas party ever, but everything planned and the town's connection are all falling through. So they, yep. But I think like, I can't imagine how hard it is to write a scene like that because I don't think you could ever have a personal experience to draw from. I, I would hope not. I don't even know how that would mathematically work. I'm not judging really. Go off you guys. Just go off. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that a fun way to end? Like hard with that? Okay. Wait, here are the guys' names. I finally, I finally get fast paced, hot and steamy. Carmine, Danny, and Drago. I wonder what one Drago is. I can only guess that he's the older dude with the beard. Plan on helping out by funding a Christmas party for kids and end up falling for Tinka. The organizing. They're organizing. Tinka Bell. It's Tinka Bell. Yeah, I cannot believe that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, let me just remind you that I did read high quality books and we started with that. I just can't get over. It's like Carmine, Danny, Drago, and Tinka. I'm like, what? Where did you find these names? They're so weird. I tried to find the weirdest ones. I did. So I you gave did. you, you bear found shif- I gave you bear shifters, Santa kink, and uh, a weird, weird. I don't even know how to finish that. Three Santas, three big packages coming her way this year. What are you? Why are you opening your mouth? What are you? I in the like readers also enjoyed. There is a book titled "Stalk and Stuff Her." I watched her from the shadows protecting her, but as a crime boss, I knew I couldn't make an innocent like her mine, at least not until I win a legit, I went legit and left that all behind me. But now Callie is in danger and I've been forced to come out of the darkness to protect her. I'd hope to keep her from that part of me, but now with the cops chasing me, all I can do is pray for a Christmas miracle to keep the sins from my past and destroying the future. I desperately want with the woman of my dreams. So basically just pick Um, your favorite horrible romance trope. And make it Santa Claus and, and make Google, it and then Google it and you will find yep. it. You probably will. Wow. People have defiled Christmas. Don't you? And it's the Lord's birth, but you know, let's just, it's fine. At least, at least like the only, the last one is like the, the heart, the Herald angels, M O A N. That's the only like truly bad thing. Everybody else, everything else is just Santa Claus, which still sucks, but it's, you know, and that's mine and Anna's first experience in the Royal Royal Merry Royal Christmas, Royal. you guys. Love you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I hope you guys have a great Christmas. And seriously, though, read Across Country Christmas or Christmas Sparks. It's really good. So I will read. I'm going to download at least two of the earlier books. I'm you don't want to download. You don't want to download Stock and Stuff. <laughs> I don't want to. I, for some reason, I don't know. I just, I'm not feeling it. And be like, what are you reading, Anna? And you're like, um, nothing. Uh, you know, just normal Christmas books. <laughs> really want to get in the spirit <laughs> <sighs> merry christmas everyone talk merry to you christmas. later on that note <laughs> bye I love you thanks for listening bye